Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Eric Nalene, publisher of InsideTexas.com. Uh, it's time for our weekly segment, uh, The State of the Program. Uh, Eric, I'll just shoot it to you straight. Uh, six and four, bad loss to TCU. As bad as a one-score loss can be, given the fact that the Longhorns just couldn't move the ball with any regularity or consistency against the Horn Frogs. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Coach Irwin said they hadn't or reminded us that they hadn't scored a touchdown in six quarters. You know, they had the field goal. They struggled inside the red zone. Uh, they couldn't complete the ball. They couldn't find space. You know, all that stuff. Uh, I think we all know that uh, drops from the wide receivers. Seems like they really found something in the third quarter. Uh, getting Jordan Whittington involved. You've probably been hearing me uh, bitch and moan about that all season. Get the guy the ball. He, he's, you know, he's, he's reliable. Get it to your most reliable guys. Uh, but, you know, Sark insists on playing it his way and, and uh, you know, trying to go, you know, run the ball and then throw it over the top, even if it's not working. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see if he goes into Kansas with the same game plan he has. Now, Kansas, you're able to run the ball against uh, uh, better than TCU for sure. So he might be able to get away with it, but I'm not sure he's going to get away with it against Baylor with uh, Dave Aranda. I want to ask you a couple of questions as it relates to that running the ball, because Ian Boyd at Inside Texas wrote a great article uh, on Tuesday morning about that. Uh, get your thoughts on it. Uh, before I do that, I want to thank our sponsor, Adam Lowy, over at the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Adam and his group specialize in results for their clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any sort of serious or catastrophic injury. Adam is who you want to call. At, call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam focuses on results. Uh, speaking about that run game, uh, it was nowhere to be found against TCU. Mm -hmm. uh, reading Ian Boyd's stuff, uh, he thinks that the, the recipe for beating the Longhorns, if you're Kansas or Baylor or whomever, is really just stack the run game and dare them to be, beat you with the pass. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's been pretty obvious since uh, since Oklahoma State game, at least maybe Iowa State even before that. Um, you know, that they, they really haven't passed the ball well since uh, since Oklahoma. And, you know, so if, you know, Sark keeps saying, well, you know, we're there, you know, we got to take the deep shot because it's the first progression and it's open. Well, they want you to take the deep shot. It's open for a reason. You know, you're not completing it until you can uh, prove that they're going to hit it. They're going to keep loading the box. And, um, you know, there's a lot of times where they had, uh, you know, seven or eight guys in the line of scrimmage. If, and even if uh, safety was way back, he was crashing the line right at the snap. So really they had eight guys in the box uh, more often than not. And, uh, you know, I think Sark made a good adjustment to go more 11 personnel in the third quarter. Uh, start throwing the ball around, get it to Whittington. Uh, but, you know, I think that's probably the way to go, maybe with more tempo, um, you know, keep uh, keep Quinn Ewers from sitting back there and thinking and reading too much and just let him give him, uh, give him some more comfort throws and try to get him in a rhythm. They, you know, Sark keeps talking about getting him in a rhythm. Well, you need completions to do that. Uh, and his completion percentage is about 45% the last four four games. And a lot of that's because he's, he's you know, the, the, a lot of the, the throws are, are have a high degree of difficulty. You're not going to – just by nature, you're not going to complete uh, nearly as many balls downfield as you will short. Uh, so I think if you really want to get him in a rhythm, you're going to get him in uh, quicker throws and you're going to get Whittington more involved uh, in the quick game and underneath. Uh, question for you as it relates to, to Jordan Whittington. I mean, one of the things I, I, I find interesting, only uh, if, if, if Matt, our uh, producer, will scroll down that list on the receiving – against TCU only three guys caught balls yeah it's un unbelievable um yeah and and it's not because there weren't uh, other guys that that are out there it's just they they were barely even targeted uh nobody else was really targeted uh Savion Red uh saw some time Brennan Thompson saw a little bit of time 
Casey Kane was in there, but none of those guys really got targeted. Uh, did TCU do something to just take that away from him, or was uh, the clock in Quinn Ewer's head just so quick that he was really looking for those primary three guys? Yeah, I think that's part of it, uh, but a part of it's play calling as well. You know, uh, Jaleel Billingsley had a bad drop, hit him right in the hands. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but you got to get the running backs involved in the passing game. And again, that goes back to what I was just saying about the higher higher percentage uh, comfort throws uh, that you want to get a young quarterback to, to help settle him down. You know, we didn't see enough of that. But, you know, they've been hyper-focused on uh, Worthy, you know, pretty much all season, and it's it's just not paying dividends. Yeah. Um, why is that, in your opinion? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I mean, a lot of it's inaccuracy. Uh, I think, you know, people are trying to assign blame to one of them uh, instead of, you know, a lot of sometimes it's one, sometimes it's the other. I think more often than not, uh, Quinn has been inaccurate. Um, but there's times where you, you need to see more effort from Worthy, you know, come back and try to you never see you never see him coming back to the ball. It's, you know, he's just running in stride. Uh, there was a good chance on that slot fade this week to where he if he goes up and tries to climb the ladder for the ball, it's going to be a pass interference because uh, uh, how aggressive the cornerback was playing him. Uh, you know, so you would like to see more more. He's, he's just more of an on the ground space uh, wide receiver than he is uh, a go up and get it uh, sort of guy. And, and, you know, there's no harm in that. But if, if those aren't his strengths then then quit calling those plays. Yeah, and, and that's a good question. I mean, because when I look at uh, Xavier Worthy, I see a guy that, that my, my problem that I've noticed and uh, perhaps didn't get given us enough credence to earlier in the season, he's getting knocked off his routes midway through them. Um, and he's pretty easily knocked off of them. And, and that's hard to connect on a deep ball if your guy's moving uh, yeah. his route, you know, halfway through it. Yeah, he's, he's going to be better on the quicker stuff where he can uh, try to create a little room and, and hit him. And we've seen that actually in the red zone a couple of times where he's want to run beautiful routes. He's capable of running amazing routes. Um, I would like to see him involved more on uh, in slants and, and uh, underneath, try to get him the ball. And really all he needs, is, he needs is a crease after he catches it. But, you know, trying to hit him 50 yards down the field, uh, it's not going to work out nearly as well for you as trying to hit him 10 yards down the field. Yeah, I know. I, I, I completely agree with that. Um, so we're turning now, uh, Texas, as you can see, uh, six and four uh, on the season. Uh, worthy uh, having, you know, up and down year, best game so far, Iowa State, where he caught the game winner uh, and had two touchdowns. Uh, but, or maybe the West Virginia game with Hudson Carter quarterback. Um, but let me ask you this, Eric. You know, right now it seems that there's an issue on offense overall. Yeah. Um, it's not just the running, it's not just the quarterback, it's not just the receivers. It's not just the running game. Um, I felt like on Saturday night you could point to the offensive line and say they just didn't move that many people. At the same time, I felt like um, TCU loaded up to stop the run in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, for Sark to be successful, he's going to need time to get experience in his players in place because, you know, it's it's clear that he's going to run what he wants to run, which is what worked at Alabama. Well, what worked at Alabama isn't going to work at Texas until you have more experience and, and uh, you know, uh, more 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 better players across the board. What the, what didn't show up in that graphic was uh, how many times Worthy was targeted. You know, you see four, four catches and that's, hey, that's OK. That's a fine game. 
But if he's targeted 16 times or 12 times and he's only coming down with four of them, that's that's just bad play calling. You know, that's uh, that's being stubborn. And so if he's going to be stubborn of what made him good at Alabama, then there's going to be a lot. Uh, we're probably not done with these bumpy games. Uh, you know, it's just going to have to buckle up and, and deal with it. But, uh, you know, they're going to need more experience and that offensive line is going to have to uh, – have to keep keep playing more snaps together. You know, it's, it might be a uh, might be where we don't see them really start to hit their stride till next year, or, or maybe even the year after. Because um, you know that to to bully guys up front, uh, you need maturity uh, and you need uh, you need cohesiveness. And you know, Cole Hudson isn't necessarily getting bullied around, but he's taken a couple bad steps and gotten out of position on that one where uh, on that pass rush uh, that got by him. Uh, I think there's still too many uh, penalties. You know, you're going to see that more with uh, younger players as well. Um, so if Sark is going to strictly adhere to what what he did at Alabama, then um, you know we're not we're not out of the woods yet on these uh, iffy uh, these iffy uh, offensive uh, outputs. Um, on the other hand, the defense looked terrific on Saturday Saturday night for the most mm -hmm. part. Um, yeah. You know, it almost seems like the defense is moving in the right direction, and the offense is moving in the wrong direction. Do you agree with that assessment at this point in time? Oh, I think that's clear as day. Even the games where they were probably giving up a few too many third down conversions, it was usually just to, uh, you know, one one isolated to one drive and the rest of the game they were doing better. And I think, you know, they're, they're coming along fine, uh, as you'd expect. But, you know, there's a lot more experience on, on that side of the ball. Um, there's, a, there's more useful depth on that side of the ball. You know, the, playing six defensive tackles helps out a lot. Baron Sorrell, we knew he was going to get better as the year goes on. Um, you know, he's just in general has a high floor. I think he's probably getting a little bit better pass rush than anticipated coming into the season because he does play with good leverage and power. Uh, the, core, the the secondary, other than a few uh, a few plays here and there, including one on Saturday, has been on the same page. You know, it's just the defense is just playing much better as a unit than the offense is. The offense is not functioning as a unit. You know, it's the defense looks better coordinated right now than the offense does. That's, that's just uh, stunning. Uh, you look at that uh, points per game. Uh, those numbers are so much better than a year ago, Eric. Um, oh, yeah. Everybody wondered about this defense and what it would look like. Uh, that doesn't mean they're perfect uh, by no. any stretch. You mentioned the, the the miscue in the secondary that happened that led to the long touchdown pass to Quentin Johnston, uh, the big run by Ken, Kendra Miller. Uh, but generally speaking, the defense has held its own this season with, with a couple of exceptions, and those exceptions – were when teams really converted third and fourth downs. I, I think back to the time yeah. in Lubbock uh, this year where uh, the Red Raiders just went for went for it all every single time. Yeah. Um, where where do you think uh, Texas heads now into Lawrence, Kansas, uh, with a team, uh, an offense that is struggling and yeah. lacks an identity that we've talked about, or, or a successful identity at least, uh, versus a defense that now has to go play an offense that is really difficult to defend. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of option routes and reroutes and everything else that that, that uh, Lance Leopold and those guys at, at KU uh, do to opponents. Where does that leave us for this week? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Well, I mean, it's going to be about as good as a, a test for football IQ for the team that we're going to see. You know, they uh, there's times that they run a triple option out of a spread. Um, 
they use a lot of different players. They use a lot of different receivers. They use uh, different, a lot of different schemes and looks. They'll go big across the line to make you defend the run, and then they'll spread you out. Um, you know, that tubby fullback just caught a long touchdown, the, the one that caught the two-point conversion last year against uh, Texas. He just caught a long touchdown versus Texas Tech. So that tells you that they have the ability to catch you slipping. Um, they've got seven, I think, seven rushers on the team with over 150 yards. Compare that to Texas A&M that – uh, Haynes King is their second leading rusher with 83 yards. And that just gives you an idea how much they get. Uh, I got to get my weekly uh, A&M barb in there. That just tells you how much they get these players uh, involved. Now, you know, a big question is going to be the health at quarterback. Both uh, Jason Bean and uh, Jalen Daniels are dinged up. It's uncertain. Like the K-State game, it's going to be uncertain uh, who's going to start going up to the first uh, for the to the first snap. Uh, obviously, Jason Jalen Daniels uh, is a more dynamic runner, but but Bean, Bean can run it, and he's a, he's a pretty solid passer as well. So, you know, it's Leipold's offense is a lot, and he's getting the most out of those players for sure. And he's going to test uh, he's going to test the football IQ across the board. You know, it's going to be a huge game for the linebackers and the safeties. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I think that that we'll see um, just how much those guys are ready to go because uh, points per play, number seven in the country yards per play they're averaging seven yards yeah. a play this mm -hmm. is a run first offense that chews up a lot of yardage and I don't want to compare it to the old Nebraska offenses where you had Tommy Frazier and Lawrence Phillips or I, uh, I wish I wish know. they were playing those offenses because they couldn't pass like this yeah that's exactly right they've got the Jason Bean even is a better passer than I think people give him credit for and he's yeah. the backup to Jalen Daniels who who's the, the quarterback that came off the bench last year to beat Texas uh, in Austin. Uh, but I, I will say this, this is part of that revenge tour, right? Um, that we talk about a little bit. Texas wants revenge on these last two teams, Kansas and Baylor lost to them both a year ago. Um, they go to Lawrence, uh, Texas, I think, uh, trying to, to, to do its best. Um, what is the recipe for a success up there though? Is it limiting the run, making them beat you through the air with some one-on-one, -on -one, or uh, a Texas run game on offense that that finally gets on track? Well, I think it's both. You got it. They're going to have to run the ball for sure, and, and you know they are susceptible to the pass. We just haven't seen Texas really employ that consistently late, so you can't go up there assuming that you're going to uh, depend on that. Uh, but they are susceptible to to the bigger pass, and part of that is because you can run on them. Uh, so, yeah, you know, my concern is that, you know, B. John Robinson is going to be the best running back in this game again, but he was last week as well, and it didn't play out on the field. And that's the same thing going up there with at, in Lawrence with uh, Neil. Their running back is quite good as well. Uh, the recipe is to not not lose your eyes and not 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 get tricked uh, and, and follow ghosts uh, versus KU and, and play your play your position. And so they've got to be assignment sound. If, if they do that, uh, I like their chances. If they start giving up uh, plays or letting letting randos loose, uh, in the backfield, um, you know, that could be that could be a problem. But, you know, if if Lawrence Arnold, who's a talented wide receiver, makes a play, that's not a big deal. Uh, but if you're starting to let that tubby uh, H back down the down the sideline, then then you got problems. Got it. Um, Eric, uh, Longhorns had a host of uh, recruits on campus this past weekend for the TCU game uh, that, you know, the question I have is obviously disappointing game. For the horns how much do you think that's going to impact uh those recruitments you know i don't think a ton um you know fortunately if you want to you know go for the silver lining um you know the most of their needs remaining in the class are on the defensive side of the ball and you know the, the defense did a great job of quitting themselves on saturday i think the improvement that Kwiatkowski and the rest of the guys have shown 
to their, their ability to develop all the individual players. Uh, that's going to, you know, I, I, I want those guys to start seeing those draft scouts for or the, the scouting grades that these guys that had, that they didn't have a year ago. And now a lot of them are going to have, you know, pretty admirable grades, you know, a guy that wasn't going to get drafted last year is going to go in the fifth round this year. Uh, so they've, they've done a lot of development. I think that development was on, on display, not just from last year, but how much they've improved within the season. So everybody's wondering about Anthony Hill and, and you know, there's a need at linebacker, of course. Uh, Leona LaFowle was in town and you, you want to make sure that you can keep him firmed up. Um, you know, Samaje Burrell was there. You know, these guys are, you know, they, they like what they saw. So uh, I don't think it hurt them with Anthony Hill. Certainly, uh, you know, the lackluster offensive performance, uh, it didn't help uh, by any stretch. But, you know, Texas is still in a very good spot for Anthony Hill. Uh, they're going to have to close the deal, though. Uh, Eric, uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you about the portal. Uh, before I do that, I need to say thank you to our sponsor one last time. Uh, that's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Adam's group specializes in results for his clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any sort of serious or catastrophic injury. Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at lowylawfirm.com. And remember, Adam gets results. Um, hey, I mentioned the portal. Um, and while I think that most people think of the portal as a one-way street at Texas, uh, it could be a two-way street. I think people need to realize Texas may lose some guys. Texas is going to try to get some guys in the portal. It's all on the table right now. Uh, do you Are you hearing anything behind the scenes that would lead you to believe one way or the other on, on some players at Texas or players that are elsewhere that you're hearing about that might be interested in Texas at this point? Well, I mean, that's just, yeah, that's the life cycle of a roster management now is, you know, there's going to be guys going out, uh, you, you know, ideally it's to make room for somebody else, uh, you know, somebody that can probably help the roster better. Uh, but it's funny, you know, on three, uh, on three requested a list of guys that I thought uh, would go into the portal. And I think we came up with about eight names, you know, we're not going to put that stuff out there uh, while the season's still going, of course, but, you know, there's going to be some guys that go, um, you know, what I'm, what, you know, what fans should hope for is that there are no surprises. You know, you know, you don't hear a guy and, and you go, Oh, okay, well, yeah, he hasn't played a whole lot. It makes sense. Or, you know, got over recruited right now. I'm not hearing of any drastic losses. So, um, you know, that's that fans can rest easy on that, at least for now, but man, the portal is a wild era. era. Uh, Bobby, remember that last, how, how crazy last December was. And la even last January, I had friends, you know, texting me, telling me how fun it was. And I was telling them I can't sleep. This is not fun at all. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to track. Uh, it, I, I, I'm lying. It is a little fun, uh, but it's hard to track. And, but you never know what's going to happen. You got to be on your toes. Uh, the, the the coaches need to have strong relationships with their players to make sure that they're uh, in the loop on their intentions, especially over a Christmas break where, you know, you never know what's going to happen then. Um, but yeah, the, the portal is going to be wild. I think they go in on uh, players are allowed to go in on December 5th. So that's right after the big 12 championship game, which Texas still has a chance to play in, by the way. Um, so we'll see, but yeah, you know, you got, you got to lose some guys to gain some guys. Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens because I think that, uh, you know, Texas has a lot of needs, uh, especially as they lose a bunch of uh, defensive players right. uh, this year, and they don't necessarily have that group behind them uh, that they have necessarily coming on offense. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but uh, all right, Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. That's been this week's episode of the State of the Program. Thanks, Eric.